Welcome to My Stupid Podcast, episode 28. My name is Angelo Gonzalez. I'm Jeff Whitman, y'all. Yeah, that's a, an extended y'all for this episode because this is a very special episode. Yeah, it deserves it. Um, we, we were going to just do a short bonus episode on uh, the new the new single and right. do a quick a quick listen through and then do uh, just a short uh, what, what are our thoughts and, and throw that out. But we figured, you know what, there's so much happening right now. There's a lot more to talk about because we have a lot more information than we did even earlier this week. Um, yeah. Uh, just a ton more. So we decided we're going to do a whole episode on Sob Rock and just kind of the... Um, the anticipation, the news, the uh, the stuff that's coming out. So this is kind of a pre 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 sob rock release episode where we're going to yes. talk about everything we know, uh, what's what we think, what we expect. Um, there will be spoilers, I imagine, throughout this whole episode. So if that's not your deal, if you kind of want to be surprised, I get there's people like that. Um, uh, don't listen. <laughs> Skip this one. Maybe wait till like till the till the album comes out and then come back and listen to this. But we're going to be talking about kind of all things that we know at this point. Uh, one thing we are we have done that we're not spoiling is we are listening to the single "Last Train Home" for the first time today. We're going to yeah. Listen we to ha- that we both haven't live. listened to it. We haven't listened to it yet. We're going to listen to it live. Give our initial thoughts um, uh, to the. We're going to listen video. to it. We're going to listen to it by watching the music video. Yeah, we'll watch I've the music video. I've been told that the music video is really good. <laughs> well, I hope so. I've seen yeah. a couple pictures, so uh, but I haven't I haven't listened yet. So um, anyway, we're we hope you're excited. We're excited. This is such a great time to actually have a John Mayer podcast, right? Because Super good time. Um, it's just it's uh, there's you know there's only not that there's not a lot to talk about with John, but this is just there's new stuff. Like it's always exciting to kind of be it is exciting living this out with. You, Jeff, number one, but also with the fans and seeing mm-hmm. everything happening online and seeing how people are getting excited and, you know, looking forward to what's happening next. It's it's, it's a good time to be a John Mayer fan right now, I think. Yeah. So, um, number one, go follow us on the social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think we try and put some episodes on YouTube, but sometimes those get taken down. <laughs> but uh, go find <laughs> us there. Subscribe. Um you can uh, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, all those different um, platforms that you listen to podcasts. We're probably on there, so just search for us if you haven't done that uh, on how, whatever way you like to listen to. If you want to, I say actually, search. I say search for everything. Get you it? say search for yeah. everything. Get it? On, yeah, get it, I guys. Get it. I do get it. If you don't get it, uh, although, then sob, rock about it. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if if you're just listening to this as kind of a one-off, go hit the subscribe button, hit that little Please. hit that little follow button, and leave a leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us. Um, it helps the algorithm. You know, whenever there's more five-star reviews, whenever there's written reviews, um, it helps the show get um discovered more and kind of puts it up. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you saw this, but last night I got um, I checked our stats and we're at fi- over fifty five thousand listens. Yeah, I just shared so, that on my personal IG yeah, yeah. page. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. Super super I can't cool. Believe, can't believe that many people listen to us. I uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's not, not because of lack of confidence in the product that we deliver, uh, which I guess this is technically a product, even though it's a passion project. That's right, and product. But it's uh, it, it's I just don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. No, it's, it's weird. It's like, oh my gosh, people like people like cool to listen to us talk. Yeah, which is uh, 
Which is not fun. only so, that, there were a couple days ago somebody put a Reddit thread up. Uh huh. As of the time of this recording, a couple days ago somebody put a Reddit thread up that was like, "I can't. Where are my Where are my my stupid podcast listeners at?" And yeah, the the thread was like it was only like three other people that replied, which is still amazing because it's, it's yeah. Reddit. You know, like it's the fact that people on Reddit know who we are is so cool. Um, but yeah, it's three people replying saying they like a podcast and uh, they can't wait to hear our thoughts on all this sob mm-hmm. rock news. Uh, so, well, what uh, can I, what, what can we say? It's incredible. We're, we're to like, see. We're, we're like Gandalf. Exactly. Our like listeners Gandalf. are like Frodo and Sam. They're it's, the real heroes. See Frodo and Sam, they're the real heroes. We're just here to guide them. We're here. I to would show say, them. I would say we're the Eagles <laughs> that show up in the last minute. <laughs> When you need us the most. <laughs> and you're like, where the heck have you been the entire trek? That's right. Although, I, I don't know if you've ever read, talking about Reddit, but I don't know if you've ever read the Reddit threads about like why the Eagles wouldn't be a, like, wouldn't be the Trump card that you think they are. Because that's what you think, right? You're like, why I saw wouldn't a Twitter they just, thread about it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just pick up Frodo mm-hmm. and Sam and just take them? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they could just fly well, over and he could just drop the ring. Was, was the argument that, Frodo was so small and unassuming that um, Sauron wouldn't have seen him coming. Something like that. Was that like the that. whole argument? Yeah, yeah. Because I saw like, something like that on Twitter, and I was Eagles, like, I was like, that's like, fair. That's yeah, like fair. the Eagles would have been very, okay, yeah. the Eagles are coming. We're about to take them out. And then pro- probably Frodo's dead at yeah. this point because, you know. Anyway, uh, join us later for our Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah. but um, <laughs> It'll be <yeah. laughs> 82 hours in one day. Wait, <laughs> yeah. what? That doesn't make sense, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So we 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 really do appreciate you listening. It is cool to see people anticipating what we think. Like, I mean, we're just like you guys out there. We're just fans, and yeah. Um, uh, like to like John and love talking about him and and his work and his music and uh, glad that what we say a lot of times helps people, resonates with people, entertains people. Um, you know, and even even our hot takes, even some of the things that we uh are a little down on um you know i was talking to jeff this morning we got some earlier. takes today too so it's we have some takes so uh <laughs> we got we got some takes about this whole thing yeah. so um yeah definitely go go leave us a review do all that good stuff we appreciate it you can um also email us at my stupid podcast show at gmail.com i'm gonna read a couple emails uh before we jump in um but there is just one Two, two things of news I want to talk about. The number one is obviously Sobrock. It's Last Train Home is out. If you don't know that Last Train Home is out yet, go find it. Go listen to it. Um, that's the first single. And then um, we have the new album Sobrock releasing on July 16th. So that's, that's the big news. But the second part of news is that I just read, uh, th- again, this is on a Reddit thread, that uh, John and the band will apparently be on Jimmy Kimmel on June 7th. So that's just a few days from now. I guess they're going to be performing. I don't know if they will be um, actually uh, doing any kind of interviews or anything like that, but at least they'll be doing a performance. So, uh, you know, set your set your reminder on that to check out Kimmel. I assume it will probably be on YouTube the day after if you miss it. So um, anyway, that's coming up. Let me, let me read a couple emails, and then we will jump into all things sob rock cool i'm excited for his first uh performance of this uh i know some new music it's gonna, gonna be, be awesome. so cool yeah all right first email is from danny ortiz danny says hey 
Today, I happened to find your podcast and I heard the episode where you ranked John's albums and I thought it was great. Obviously, I'm a little late, only by like a year for my entry to make the show, but I thought I'd still <laughs> share my rankings for the fun of it. We love sharing the rankings. So if you're listening out there and you were like a year behind and you're thinking, um, oh man, I shouldn't. No, email us where, wherever you're at in the, in the um, podcast, in the catalog. Just email us. I love hearing from people. And it's funny because if Danny's listening, maybe he's not going to hear this until like three or four months from now, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how fast he listens to podcasts. But um, yeah, if you're maybe you're you're listening to new ones and trying to catch up at the same time. I know that's sometimes how I listen to podcasts. Like I'll listen to a new podcast. I'll listen to new episodes and then listen to old episodes in the meantime. Right. Yeah. Like I'll do that, too. Ones. So um if you're listening, you're like, man, I wanted to email about episode six or you know something. Go ahead and email us. We love hearing from from uh, those things about kind of reminding us about the old stuff. But uh, so here's what he says about his rankings: number eight, heavier things. Not a bad album. Uh, it has some great songs, split screen sadness and wheel, but it's just the one I would least listen to. Number seven, inside wants out. Great music. I love the old feeling of this album. Also, the neon from this album is way better than the Room for Squares one. Uh, agree with that. Yeah. Number six, Paradise Valley. The little brother of Born and Raised has some great songs individually. Wildfire, Dear Marie, um, Waiting on the Day. But the album as a whole is not the strongest. That's a pretty good take. I could agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, number five, Room for Squares. A classic, not much else to say. Wish I could put it higher, but it's tough to beat the ones above it. Four Battle Studies, great album with some very sad pieces of music that I love. Edge of Desire is John's lyrical masterpiece, in my opinion. That song hits you right in the feels. It sure does. Absolutely. Number three, Continuum. Another classic album, Gravity and Slow Dancing, were the first two John Mayer songs I ever heard, and it's what got me into his music. These top three albums are very interchangeable to me. It just depends on the mood I'm in. I get that. Yeah, I can understand that, too. Number two. Born and Raised. Beautiful album. I'm only 18. I've only been listening to John for about a year or two. So it took a while for this one to grow on me. But wow, I understand why most people have this at number one. Walt Grace is by far one of my favorite songs. The storytelling is special on this one. Yeah, I agree with that. If you go listen to our Born and Raised episode, we talk about how he doesn't write a lot about stories about other people in that oh, yeah. sense. Right? Hardly ever. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a, a unique um, a unique song for him to write. And then number, his number one album is the search for everything. As I don't begrudge anybody that honestly, it's... I don't either. You know, I mean, I, I <clears throat> continuum's my number one, but when I see search for everything is number one and it's his most recent album, I'm like, man, that's cool. That, yeah. That's awesome. That people like, like it that much. And that he still made for some people, their favorite album. He made it almost 20 years into his career yeah that's pretty cool because a lot of times it's like oh no i like the early stuff only. no yeah right? early like, stuff only yeah and yeah, i still and, have friends uh, that are like early stuff only but yeah. i feel like search for everything got a lot of people that were like not into the born and raised paradise valley era yeah yeah back on that train so to speak you know it says yeah, john loves yeah. trains he does love trains man. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. and okay, he loves so writing songs about home <laughs> home trains um yeah anyway we need to get that i wonder if he has a train set we need to get that full train set he's got a room um, just yeah. of just train sets <laughs> i wonder if his favorite movie is back to the future three. Oh yeah with the train yeah with yeah. the train 
Yeah. All right. And um, the kid, the kid in the background, pointing to his his junk. What? What are you, you talking? You've never seen that. I I have seen Back to the Future Three. <laughs> There's a shot dozens of times where Doc and his family. Spoilers on that old movie, by the way. Where Doc yeah. and his family are like uh, are sitting. Uh, well, not sitting there. They're standing at the train. They're about to leave and say they're. Say, I think they're saying goodbye to Marty. Yeah, yeah. But, at the end, That's at the, uh, end. the most the most famous clip from that scene is the the kid in the background pointing to the camera and he's gesturing with his finger for the camera to zoom in and then he points at his crotch. I don't know what the what? heck that's about. Th- but this that's, is I in swear. the film. Yes, it made the film. It's like a thing in the background that everybody's like, "Did you see that?" <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta go rewatch. I'm it has no bearing on the right scene. after this. Has nothing to do. With I have the scene never heard script. of this. It's just yeah, Jeez, Louise. It's, yeah. Sorry, sorry for that. Back aside, to the Future is my favorite. Is my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it. Well, the first one. I've seen it. I mean, dozens and dozens of times. Oh, dude, yeah. I just watched it. Um, literally, just watched it the other day because I was yeah. just like, it's a movie that you can literally I, put on I, at any time and enjoy. Yeah, I, I will start it, and I'm like, I'm finishing this. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm finishing this today. Yeah, uh, we watched the whole trilogy again last week with my kids, yeah. or like a couple weeks ago. Okay, back to the search for everything. This is what he says. He says, as a relatively new John Mayer fan, this makes sense for this to be at the top for me, but it's honestly the perfect album. In my opinion, it has a little bit of everything for everyone. And I love that. Plus it has one of the most heartbreaking songs I've ever heard. And I'm all for sad music, which is never on the day you leave. That's what he says. I mean, if he was going to say something other than ever, if he was going to say search for everything theme, I would have been like, come on, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so never on a day it, you leave is the correct answer for that <laughs> i i actually read that out of order because as i was talking he 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 put the acronym n-o-t-d-y-l and as i was reading it i was like oh my gosh i have to figure out what this song is quickly <laughs> by just reading the acronym so you i should read see the acronym for if i ever get around to living you'll be like oh my did i have a stroke <laughs> Well, that's what I did. I was like, oh, crap. What if I, I'm not going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to like fumble it live on the podcast and be like, what song? Wait. So I read the last part first and then I added never the day you leave. I had that's to think funny. about it while I was talking. Anyway. Uh, so he, he ends with, I love y'all's podcast. It's safe to say you have a new fan. Keep up the awesome work. Daniel. Thank you so much, Danny. Appreciate Daniel. the write-in. Always love um, the rankings. Yeah, I, I like reading people's rankings because it's just I always like whenever there's a wild card up top. You know, people yeah. put like Paradise Valley as number one. Dude, yeah, like, when we had that one crazy. person put Paradise yeah, Valley yeah. up there, I was like, wow, that's hey man, more power to you. Whatever, that's conviction. That's what that is. Okay, our uh, I'm only gonna read this next email. So only two emails. Uh, our next and final email is from Gabby, Gabby Lindley. She says, um, "Hey Jeff and Angelo, I just found your podcast on Spotify. I'm really." And really enjoy listening to it when I go on walks. I, I listen to podcasts when I go on walks. Like I'll take my dog for a walk and I listen to podcasts. That's a I, great. That's a great I way. um, I tried that for a bit and then I feel I, I don't know my my dog gets into so much shenanigans <laughs> that I'm like if I don't listen to what he's doing, yeah, then he'll do something that I'm like oh you shouldn't be doing that and and I'll miss it and then you get I, out so of the podcast. I have to yeah. be attentive uh, when I'm yeah. walking him. I I don't know. But it's just, when I yeah. used to run before my knees started hating me. Um, Podcast br- briefly thing. run. It was po- yeah, podcasting when running is it's where it's at or at the gym. Yeah, I I listen to podcasts anytime there's downtime when I'm. So 
I'm folding laundry. I'm listening mm-hmm. to podcast. Yep. I'm um, I I listen to podcasts in the shower. I'll put I'll put it oh, on dude, and me I too. listen to it in the shower and then like when I'm getting ready and stuff like yeah. it's still playing. I do that. Uh, I do that all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's it, the funniest part to me is like how we just can't exist anymore. Like we used to just exist while we did these things <laughs> and just it's sit there sad. and be it's focused on what we're doing, yeah. which is so wild. But uh, at the same time, you know, podcasts are something. There's something meditative about. Uh, I don't know, listening to other people talk about something you like. If I. I would probably be very upset if I thought about the amount of hours I have listened to somebody talk <laughs> so about. So many. Oh my! Uh, my Spotify year-end wrap-up is going to be nothing but podcasts. They're going to be like, I, he barely listened to music, man. It's just yeah. all he listened was people talk about things podcasts. that don't even matter in, yeah. in life. He listened to um, somebody talk about Moneyball for five hours. It's... Yeah, I listened to somebody talk about Halloween six. The Curse of Michael Myers for three hours and twelve minutes the other day. So, <laughs> something about it. Just I don't know, man. It's kind of like relaxing. It feels like home oh, a little man. bit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, she continues. She says, "I love the analysis you dive into. I've been a fan of John since I was about five and heard no such thing for the first time. Whoa! Lifelong fan. That's pretty cool. Wow. That's I've incredible. seen him four times in the con in concert in the past couple of years and always get asked the same thing." Aren't you a little young to be here? <laughs> she says she's just gra- I just graduated college and the average age of people I would see is about 30 to 40, so that's a valid question. I wanted to share with you a paper I actually wrote about John and his music for my philosophy of music class in case you may enjoy reading it. Thanks, Gabby. So I'm going to read her thesis, her 30-page uh, thesis paper on the music of John Mayer right now. I'm just kidding. So uh, she wrote, it's a cool paper. I read, I haven't read, I haven't finished it yet, but I've read through part of it. I don't know if you got a chance to look at it, Jeff, but you should go take a look at it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that people are writing papers in college about John Mayer's music. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love, I love, I love it. it. So thanks so much, Gabby, for sending that. And um, hey man, everyone's welcome in the, in the, uh, on the mayor train, yeah. as we say, everyone is welcome on the mayor train. Uh, and all hey ages. man. It's the, it's an official train. It is an official train because he keeps titling tr- songs out. Yeah, train, so we are on he, the mayor train. We're all yeah. on. People hop on yeah. at different times. They hop off at different times. Surrender Comes back around. They hop back on. You know, it's like yeah. it is what it is. And we're in here just having a party. Like we're we're in here. I'm sitting in a. It's a party a little, train for sure. I'm I'm sitting in a in a, what do they call them? The cat is it a cabin? What's that? What do they call? I the, um. I it's don't not know. a cabin. That's a good question. You know what I'm talking about? Like the little room. Yeah, the like little I'm, you know, rooms. Yeah, with the the door that slides. A passenger, it shows you how much. Train. Have you? I've never been on a train. I've literally never been on a passenger train. I've never have been, you on been on a on passenger one? train. Yeah. Nope. Nope. This shows you we have no train yeah. knowledge. No train uh, knowledge. If we ever Although, get, again, yeah. if we ever get John on the show, which would be a miracle in itself, um, I think I already established my first question would be something stupid. I don't remember what it was, so I'm gonna have to go back <laughs> to last week's episode or whenever we recorded last and, and listen to that and find out. Why, why didn't um, Michael? Cha- why didn't Michael Chavez's something of- missing solo make it on? on <laughs> I think it might things, be that. John? That's my first question <laughs> for you. That's the most important. If I have one question to ask you, that's the question. Um, well, well, I'll definitely ask know. him about trains, man. I'll be like, <laughs> "Do you study them? Because you like singing about them, and I don't yeah. know anybody that rides them." So, yeah, it's kind of like it's an old thing, right? I know like you riding can't say- on a train. Yeah. I don't know. You can't be like last Uber home. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> last so, ride home could, I guess. But, um, 
I guess people ride trains in different cities. Like we, you know, we're from Texas, right? So yeah, we have no reason to. for yeah. us. But in other places like New York and even in the, I guess the some parts um, of LA and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they might have a train that goes, you know, from place to place that you would hop on almost like a subway type thing. But oh yeah. Chicago. Train. Has, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're just, a, I'm just a couple hobos that jumped on the train. Right. We're in one of these carts. We got a little fire going, and uh, everybody's welcome to join us, for sure, as uh, whatever age they like. So, all right. Well, that's that's a, a couple emails. Email us mystupidpodcastshow at gmail We love hearing from you. Once again, if you uh, go back and listen to an old episode and say, "I want to share my top ten solos," because we did that episode, shoot it out, man. We love to read yeah. those things. We love to revisit those and hear people's uh, John Mayer stories. How they got into Mayer, their favorite album at the time, whatever. Your hot takes, we'll take those as well. So, all right. Well, Jeff, how should we do this? Should we listen to the single first? Should we talk about everything and then end? Let's the let's do the, uh, I think the single and then preview the album. Because he, when he dropped the single, he put the album on pre-order. Yes. And uh, there was a whole track list so we can preview the album after that. Okay, so uh, we're going to listen to Last Train Home, which was released today, June 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and uh, uh, we're going to watch the music video, which is uh, yeah. uh, being acclaimed by his fan base. I put it out there on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter, everybody. My Stupid Cast is the uh, official Twitter. Check it out. Um, I put it out. I put out there that we have not listened to it yet. It was like 8 or 6 or 7 in the morning. It was in mm-hmm. the morning that I said we haven't listened to it yet. We're doing a live blind reaction. Yeah, live, I was, but you know I was I mean, considering doing an Instagram live at the same time, but that might be too inception. Like, like yeah, well, yeah. Re- recording the podcast and doing an Instagram we'll, live. We'll definitely consider doing a live at some point. Yeah. That would be really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the topic would be, but we'll, we'd figure it out. You yeah. Know? Um, but that would be fun to do sometime. So, um, but, okay. Uh, well, but I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I put it out there, and then uh, a lot of the the replies were talking about how good it is and how good the video is. You know, that was, excellent. Uh, well, that's the part that's exciting there, to me is the video. Uh, you know, as we've gone through his videos, they've got there's some decent ones, but there's a few that are just like, eh. right? Like we were just yeah. like, yeah, this is this is okay. So yeah, we've we've. We did both parts already, right? Mm-hmm. So we already yeah, did cover all of them. every music video. And yeah. I think our favorite was like New Light because it had an actual gimmick and it was just silly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say fun. that's probably my favorite, my favorite John Mayer music video. Whereas yeah. his early stuff was just like, what's happening? <laughs> like he's just yeah. the well, and then you when baby you got face it, guitar guy. That's, uh, when you got into like the Battle Studies era mm-hmm. and all, and moving forward up until the Search for Everything. It was just kind of like they, they they were, and again, music videos, not really a big thing at that point. Still not really a big thing. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, let, let, let's 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 listen. I'm excited. Hey man, Dua Lipa just released one today too, so it's All not right. entirely dead. It's a really good song. It's lovely. All right, well let's really let's, let's listen. Anyway, and, and here and here's <laughs> the thing. If uh, for some reason we get some kind of copyright strike on this uh, because the music's going to be playing in the background of us, mm-hmm. um, then just know that if all of a sudden it shoots to, to the end, 
and we're talking about the video that it's not like the podcast player. Maybe I had to go back and edit it and re-upload a different one so that I had to take the music out because who knows? So um, uh, hold on one sec. My dog's yeah. being a stupid head. <laughs> oh no, the dog. I know. I have I have one of those over here. There's no room. Okay, just lay down. I know you can't understand me, but just trust me. You don't understand the thing right. I'm saying, but listen. <laughs> just trust yep. me, all right? Just trust me. All right, let's do it, Jeff. <clears throat> okay. I shared the YouTube. Uh, God, I hope the audio is good. We haven't even tested this part yet. Yeah, it's probably going to be an ad. Um, no, there's no ads <laughs> on this because my, my, I have oh, three excellent. ad blockers excellent. going. All right. Well, let's, um, let's, uh, let's, let's test it and see. It might be too loud when I first start it, so I'll just turn it down a little bit. How's Perfect. that for you? Uh, Jeff, you like how the um, requested video, the related video is I want my 80s videos. <laughs> <laughs> it makes um, sense. Yeah. Um, 
man, that's a good man. That's a good that's a good song. That is a good song. I uh, I'm very I don't know happy if you can hear it. my daughter uh, in the background. Yeah, but, a little uh, bit. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's probably worse for you. Uh, yeah, it's definitely worse for me. Cameron, <laughs> come here. I'm gonna, I'll edit this out. Are you done? What, what's the matter? Okay, well, you're going to have to be quiet. <clears throat> okay. So, initial thought. Go. First first, first initial thought. Um, it's not much more than the previews that were, uh, like, on TikTok and Instagram and stuff that I found and pieced together. It's interesting that the format is... It's it's like deceptive. There's like no chorus almost. Um, yeah. Uh, the, you know, because the words are... I mean, there's no part that's samey except for the end of the song, mm-hmm. which has a very Dear Marie quality where it just kind of just does the... It's not oh, oh, oh over and over again. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, but it is certainly saying the same parts over and over again until the end of the song, until it fades out. Yeah, it's really like two parts. So, like... so that's technically the chorus, I guess. And you would argue... You could argue that... Uh, I'm no fallen angel part, and then the part that's after, uh, but whatever. You could argue yeah. those are like pre-choruses. Um, it's a good single, man. I I like it. Uh, just an interesting structure for a single, and uh, I like the surprise Marin Morris. I think she's really talented, and her yeah. uh, album from a couple of years ago really really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, she has that song. What that song that she did with John on, on the Grammys, which we talked about. Uh, Bones. That's a good. That's a great song. Great song, yeah. and obviously now it makes sense why he would play that with her because mm-hmm. they've been collaborating. And apparently uh, she's even, on more than one track. Yeah, yeah. So that was something I remember when we were talking about that. Somebody sent me something. Um, it was either to the I think it was an Instagram direct message, and they asked, "Do you think he's going to collaborate with Marin Morris?" And uh, I think my initial answer was, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I kind of thought, I was like, maybe that's just like a one-off type thing. <laughs> but I guess they were right, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it obviously makes sense. She's she's on the album uh, more than more than this song, I think. Mm-hmm. So, just like you mentioned. So, um, I I really dig it. I dig the sound. Um, I'm yeah. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Uh, I, think, I feel it. And, I feel it in the song itself. I don't even yeah. need a video to feel the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, and the video feels very nostalgic. Um, yeah. I felt like I was watching those old like concert live videos yeah. that I used to watch on in MTV. the early nineties yeah. when I was a kid when I was super. Yeah. Young. Yeah, yeah. It feels like that would be on in the background mm-hmm. while you're like, you know, hanging. Yeah, while you're at home or whatever. Um, right. Uh. If that's what the album and I think I've mentioned this before, if this is what the album sounds like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a few things that we can talk about with the album. So yes, um, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, that I, I'm definitely going to go. I'm probably not going to buy the single because I'm buying the album. So that's no, I'm going to stream happen. it. I'm going to stream it maybe like three or four more times. It sounded yeah. really good in the uh, the because I heard it stereo. It was probably mono for you, but. In stereo, yeah. it sounded really good. Uh, the layered guitars. Uh, I'm gonna plug in, it into in the, my. Yeah, I'm gonna plug it into my rig later. And in um, the in the pre, I guess you would call it pre-chorus or the, whatever part where yeah. he's no fallen angel stuff. The guitars are doing like a did it and it sounds really good and very. It sounds like a strat, but we know he's kind of veered away from strats. It well, but like it's playing a new PRS pink one. Yeah, but that's essentially a strat copy. So I mean, yeah. 
yeah, it's true. The, it's the, the strat tone. It's yeah, it's the jangliness it, that you know right. from strats. So, um, well, I, I'm pleased. I, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. I'll probably listen to it all day today. So, I, I yeah, I'm with you. And uh, I li- again, I like the Marin Morris at the end. That was cool to add an extra voice to that part because that part was that part was really cool. That's what I'm going to remember the song for in the long run. Yeah. Um, Video wise, uh, my only criticism is he's playing an acoustic, like he's rocking that acoustic too. Um, I've never seen that acoustic guitar. Me neither. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, I like the look of it and everything, but I'm I don't even hear one in the song. So it was very strange to have him. Yeah, I assume it's probably very <laughs> uh, background, as a, as right? A shot. Yeah. yeah, it must be something like that's just kind of really, really deeply layered in the song, just for texture, because I can't hear it. I even tried to hear it through the percussion. But I was like, yeah. no, that's just percussion. That's not acoustic. Because sometimes <laughs> you add acoustic for percussion reasons, but yeah. I couldn't even. Well, make yeah, that he's out, got two percussionists. You know? He's got a drummer and a percussionist. In yeah, there, you got so. bongos in this song. Yeah. Uh, you have all sorts of percussion stuff going on in this song. Yeah. So we'll and I'll talk about these two. Um, Lenny Castro is a percussionist, and Greg, I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Philinganes or Philinganes, but I think it's Philinganes. Hmm. Um, and uh i've never seen we'll, that name before yeah well it i'm gonna we'll talk about them <laughs> okay because i looked them up um so let's jump into just kind of let i kind of have an order but we can go out of order if we want to so first thing i want to talk about is the artwork oh okay. well actually uh for this you want to talk about the artwork for the album right yeah. Is there anything so, else for the single? Let's talk about that. Just first. for the yeah, personnel. Yeah. Personnel-wise, we have Aaron Sterling on drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he was on, uh, well, throughout Born and Raised. Born and Raised, Paradise, Paradise Valley. Valley. He was on a couple of tracks for Search for Everything. I can't remember which ones, though. Um, uh, bass, Sean Hurley, who was, again, Born and Raised in, in mm-hmm. uh, Paradise Valley. Don Was is the recorder, or recorder, producer. Paradise <laughs> it's like Valley, the, Born and If raised, you don't yeah. know what a producer does, you just call him a recorder. Uh <laughs> Hey man, uh, the, I mean, the producer, and uh, I think it's interesting that Don is doing this sound because Born and Raised in Paradise Valley were just so subdued, yeah, and the drums weren't, you know, that heavy. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. almost no synth, so it's just interesting. It feels like he's at least as, as far as John's sound goes, he's a little out of the box, and uh, yeah. I like that. Um, th- those are the main ones I wanted to mention. Uh, you mentioned Greg. Yeah, and then Lenny the Castro is the percussionist, and then Marin Morris, obviously, we have on there. Uh, and, yeah. and I'll talk about them as we Then we get. have nothing but mastering engineers. Not that their work their work is super important to making the song sound as good as yeah. it is, but I just don't, I just don't know these people. And you like, got this from a Reddit thread, correct? I did, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, the mixing engineer is somebody that's worked in pop music for like 30 years. Um, okay. Well, you would yeah. probably want to get somebody who's worked in pop yeah. music, at least in the Mark, 80s. For Mark Spike Stent. But yeah, mixing and mastering is super important. And yeah. Getting the song sound as good as it is, but I just, you know, we, we know what you yeah. guys are here for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so let's move into the to the whole album, kind of what we know. Uh, and a lot of what I'm going to talk about is from this Sabrock Zine magazine, the Zine Volume 1, which I don't know if does that mean there's going to be a Volume 2. Um, uh, but so let's, let's start off with, we got, I guess it was maybe a week ago or a little over a week ago, we got the artwork. Mm -hmm. What was your initial impression? I love the the vibe. I freaking love the vibe, dude. I, it, it specifically makes me think of 
no year earlier or later than 1991. Like, it's oh, yeah. the early 90s that it gives me the vibes of. Not 80s. Okay. It's like the 80s bleed over into the 90s. Yeah, because there is a little bit of bleed. Like, yeah. the, the 90s were a little, little bit more... Um, it, it reminds me of the soft rock. Like, I was telling you, I was like, you could put, like, Richard Marks or Michael Bolton... Yeah. And that yeah, would be yeah. like that album. You know what I mean? Like you could go that 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 was uh my first initial thought of it. I love that whole um just the whole look of what he's doing. I mean mm-hmm. and in the zine in the magazine call it, I'm not gonna call it a zine. In the magazine, okay. Zine sounds so weird. It does, I'm gonna it call does. it the magazine. Uh or the booklet. Let's just call it a booklet, because I think it's yeah. more of a booklet. Um he does talk about the uh the aesthetic of everything a little bit. And okay. how this is obviously an 80s, everything's 80s mm-hmm. right now. Even the when you talk about the um, the marketing and the way, like it's like, I think it's like Helvetica uh, font and all the marketing stuff. You know, Sob Rock is whatever, right? I Miss You Rock or anything like that. Um, and a lot of the new marketing that came out this week was old mu- new music, old fat. What, what, how was it? Like new music the old fashioned way or something like that. I need to go back and look, but it's in that old magazine, uh, ad copy that you would see like in a, like in, um, time magazine, you know what I mean? Or like in some random magazine, you're just flipping through and you see ads for whatever, you know, for, for anything. Uh, it it looks like that. So yeah, I love it. I love the colors. I love, um, I mean, so <laughs> I, I read a thing on Esquire that said like this looks like it could, it should be from like a Richard Gere uh, love rom- romantic movie from like 1989 or something mm-hmm. like that <laughs> or like a you know a a romantic uh, a thriller like a <laughs> a romance thriller with Richard Gere standing there you know it's like yeah it's, this is it he's captured it so well that time and he does talk about. Um, when he recorded this, he was trying to capture a time. Yeah. In in this in this booklet. So uh He he makes a good defense for any anybody that was anybody that was on the fence about the idea of it being called Sob Rock and the nostalgic yeah. nature of the sound of at least this yeah. song. Um he makes a good de- he crafts a really good defense for why he did what he did with this record. Mm-hmm. I think. In that little zine not yeah. a zine booklet i'm gonna call it a booklet i booklet. feel weird saying zine isn't that weird to say it it is weird yeah i'm like i don't know i don't i don't like saying that zine no zine. that's not better that's not better yeah. so it's releasing july 16th uh we already have johnmayer.com has changed over so the whole aesthetic of johnmayer.com is now sob rock looking uh store.com has a bunch of pre-orders mm-hmm. for uh music and for um shirts and things like that. So I did want to go over the variants of the different releases. And the first one I want to mention is I'm so happy there's a cassette that there's been there's being released. Um, uh, I knew there would probably be one just because that's kind of like the end thing to do now is to have a cassette release alongside your vinyl and, and CD. Um, Taylor Swift did it. Olivia Rodrigo did it. Um there's a lot of bands that are doing it now that are just releasing a limited edition cassette alongside. And, and they're, you know, typically more in a little more inexpensive. 
Uh, I think Taylor Swift's on Folklore and for Evermore were like $13 and it was a double cassette. Uh, um, I think Olivia Rodrigo's was $12. This one is a little expensive. Um, it's like 16 mm -hmm. bucks. But I was showing Jeff, for those of you that remember, we did a mixtape giveaway a couple months ago. Um, I would like to have for the record, this is on record on my Instagram that I designed, I am the the ghost designer for the cassette of uh, Sabrock. <laughs> official, because, yeah. <laughs> official, uh, because it looks just like what I put together, but what I put together is literally just a template from 80s style uh, cassettes. So even whenever I was thinking about it, I was like, if he releases a cassette, it's going to look like that. It's going to have that square picture on top, red letters of the uh, of the artist, and then the track listing under it, which so many from the 70s, 80s, probably not into the 90s, that was kind of the generic cassette cover, the J card, what they call it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, because it's shaped like a J. The J card looks like that. Like, that's just kind of what they look like. And it, on the side... It has John. It'll have John Mayer in red, you know, in red letters across, and um, yeah, it's very simple. I, I I love it. I'm I'm excited. I pre-ordered it, and then they have the different vinyl variants. So you've got a pink swirl vinyl, you've got the typical black vinyl, um, and then there are two other variants on the website that have no picture. Do you see this, Jeff? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, it's weird. Um, there's a two that they're, they're named the same thing. They both say Sobrock Vinyl Limited Edition Colorway, both twenty seven ninety eight, but it just says coming soon, and there's no picture on them. And the first one says it's coming in nineteen days, and the second one says it's coming in thirty two days. Hmm. And they're both hundred and eighty gram vinyls, um, which means they're just the thicker vinyl. But I don't. I don't know what what kind of variant those are going to be. I wish they would show us because yeah. it's like, well, which one do I want? Do I want the pink swirl or do I want one of these other ones that, oh, man, I should have bought that second one, you know, that. Um, but there's at least going to be those two. And then there's a Target exclusive clear clear vinyl, which is kind of like a blue clear. Um, that was cool. I, yeah. Yeah. I imagine Walmart may have an exclusive vinyl. They usually have an exclusive vinyl. Um, and then... Some sometimes other companies have exclusive vinyls that they uh, press it on, you know, different color discs or picture discs or anything like that. So there's going to be at least five variants of the vinyl, which uh, if you're adding them up, 30, 60, 90, you're going to spend if you want all five vinyls, you're going to spend 150 bucks plus for all five of them. Great. Um, yeah. Plus, this is how musicians set. make their money now. That, with, that uh, is, it is. It's how with, they make their money uh, with because touring you're kind of kind of being, you know, I mean, it's coming back, but yeah, uh, with touring kind of not being really a thing for a lot of musicians. Well, and also streaming, right? It's like, okay, well, <clears throat> you want to stream the album? Perfect. I'll sell you. I'm going to release five different variations of vinyl so that you, the collectors out there, feel like they have to have all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's that's, and I I feel that. I like, get it. I'm like, oh man, I wish there was just one. If there was just one. Variant, I'd buy the black and the variant. But now that there's five variants, I'm just going to end up buying one. I'm not going to buy even two. But uh, anyway, so there, there's all those things. Obviously, there's a CD, digital download. And then we have a couple of shirts um, and a sweater. One, they're they're both very retro looking. Yeah. Last Train Home is like in the, 
in this uh it says last stream home john mayer under it and it's in this you know kind of handwritten i mean it, it looks so not like late 80s early 90s yeah um it totally fits the vibe yeah Every, everything yeah. from the marketing and stuff and yeah. the merchandise has, has totally been fitting the vibe of sob rock and the oh yeah the i guess the idea or whatever the time traveling idea that he has for it yeah so um anything else as far as artwork and all that goes i think that's it like this is what we have again johnmayer.com looks like sob rock now mm-hmm. so everything you can go it looks good it looks really it good yeah. i just i just checked it out yeah yeah um okay so people got surprised so if you remember a month say let's say probably for the last month sobrock.net has been around and you were able to put in your information and even your mailing mm-hmm. address which i did i don't know if you did jeff yeah i did i have you received this no uh, booklet yeah i haven't either a lot of yeah. people are still getting them i went and checked my mail this morning to see and it wasn't there was nothing in there um hopefully we hopefully they're coming out to everyone who signed up um i wouldn't see why they wouldn't but um anyway you're he how 80s and 90s is this he sent a mailer out <laughs> yeah like not not an email you know not something that would come out in a video like a video uh series about the making of no he sent out a newsletter that I love from, it, dude. Yeah, that you can go find. Maybe he does listen to us because we were talking about Local 83 and how you would get cool stuff. And yeah, yeah. That's kind of, we're kind of beyond that. Uh, that's right. That point in fandom in general. And, and, and then, um, everybody is, I mean, not just John, but like, uh, you know, every musician is. Like, if fan clubs are just so rare, unless you're, unless you're a creator that specifically does Patreon or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just so rare that musicians like as big as John would do something like that. Um, so maybe, Hey, maybe he does a secretly listen to it. He's like, maybe I should do something a little local 83 ish for the fans. Cause you know, fans got this, you know, it wasn't some random person that registered for sob rock and got this fans of John got this, you know? And let me tell you, people like me love stuff like that. Like I love getting like, I love having the physical of something. Right. I agree. And, uh, it's probably the only reason I'll get the CD for this. Yeah, I, I want that. Yeah, just like you thing. said. Yeah, you're just like I want the booklet. Like I want to be yeah. able to flip through the booklet. So, yeah. um, it's all black and white. It looks like it was printed on a old printer, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of information, a lot of goodies. Uh, it has a little, kind of like a little letter at the beginning about kind of to us about why he called it Sabrock and. Um, just a little bit about, you know, what he expects uh, from this album. There's a uh, last train home lyrics and chord chart in it. I like that. Um, that, that, which helped, is cool. uh, that helped confirm a lot of things. Cause I already learned the song before I've got the chord chart and I was like, Oh, yeah. yay. Yeah. I, I mean, right. it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's a pretty standard chord progression. Yeah. It doesn't so divert not, like yeah. hardly ever. Yeah. 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 So you got that. And then there's this whole interview between Don was and John Mayer, John Mayer and Don was the making of sob rock. And, right. um, let me see here. Sorry. I don't know if I cut out there for a second. Yeah. Just for but, a brief second. Uh, <laughs> audio didn't though. Uh, audio didn't good. Okay. Let me, um, I'm going to put on my do not disturb here because I just got a call. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So, um, am I back? All right. Yep. So you have this whole thing. Uh, this whole interview and we get so much information about this album 
I have a couple things I want to talk about with you, Jeff, and get your thoughts. But the first thing is obviously we see this was the first time I saw that Don was was going to be the producer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who produced it or whatever. And we, we see that. Oh, my gosh. He's back with with the Paradise Valley and Born and Raised crew, Aaron Sterling, Sean Hurley. And then you have these two other guys they mentioned, Greg Philanganis. I think that's how you pronounce it. We're just going to call him Greg. But Greg worked with Stevie Wonder. He toured with Eric Clapton for like two decades, okay, as a keyboard player. Whoa, dude. And here we go. You ready for this? He did all the, the synth and keyboards the roads for thriller. Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> wow. That's a legacy right there. So that's, he's all the synth sounds and all the stuff there. That's him on the song, on the song thriller. And he was Michael Jackson's musical director for like bat for the bad tour. And I think for the dangerous tour, that's what it said. Wow. So, um, this guy's no joke. Yeah. No, he, not at all. Uh, and, and um, so he's well-versed in that. Sound. I mean, I loved on the video, you see him, he's on two keyboards. Yeah. Like he's one on one side, one on the other side. And he's like playing them like that. I was like, that's awesome, man. Like he, he knows what he's doing. So he's the one that's coming up or at least playing all these synth sounds. It seems like mm-hmm. somebody who's from Clapton's world, from Michael Jackson's world, from Stevie Wonder's world, uh, many more, many more artists than that too but those were the ones that kind of stuck out to me then you have lenny castro are you ready for this percussionist for toto (laughs) (laughs) how oh oh my gosh i was just combining all the sounds man i was like of course because that's when we heard the song we went oh this sounds like toto yeah that's what everybody said it sounds like toto Guess what? The percussionist from Toto is on this song. He's playing the percussion part. Um, so crazy that that people heard it, right? Like that people could hear that um, reference, and then it happens to be him. Like it's a, <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, he did some other stuff, but that's mainly what he's known for is being the percussionist with with the band Toto. So uh, we know. Obviously, with these two personnels, with Aaron, you got Aaron Sterling and Sean Hurley, great musicians. But then you have Reliable. these two guys, yeah, who um, are coming in and giving it probably the sound that he's looking for, like yeah. make get, putting it over the edge of what what he wants to do. So uh, there's a lot of cool stuff we learn about on the, in this interview. And the first one I want to talk about is it said, it said this took seven months to record. During the Jeez. pandemic. Okay. So I have a question, Jeff. Um, wasn't there another album? Yeah, there was. So according to him. So I don't know where he was. That he recorded process, last though. year, right? He said That's... he was done? Or was it done like 2019? No, he said it was uh, in either in in progress. Like he when had was all the he songs... recording it? I don't know that he recorded it at all. I okay. I know that he was done writing it. Um, and, at the beginning uh, of the pandemic or in the middle of the pandemic? Beginning. Like in 2019, he was done writing it. And okay, in 2020, okay. he was working on it. Okay, and then he scrapped I don't know if he it. Ever, I don't know if he ever finished it, but... 
he yeah, scrapped he it and started scrapped, working on this. He scrapped like all the songs. I don't know how many there were, but he scrapped like all the songs. It sounded like there were ten songs, unless I'm okay. mistaken. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine taking seven months to record this unless you just do it like on weekends or something. Well, it's I, you know I what I mean. I, like I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. It's taking me seven months to do my five song EP because <laughs> I work full time. That's well, reasonable. But if you're a full time musician, it's like, that's kind of crazy to me, but I get it. It's during, you know, it's, it's during, during COVID, weird times, so, but he, yeah. here's the, he says, he says they didn't, they, it took seven months to record. Um, they, uh, there was no rush, no deadline, no tour to get ready for. So they just took their time. Um, and uh, which is weird because three of the songs were already done, but uh, just, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But um, it said it also says that he wrote basically all of these songs last year between April and June, and by July he had every song mapped out that he was going to record. Um, and yeah. I guess they recorded the last half of the year. Oh, okay. And um, and he talks a lot about the pandemic and how what that how that led him to write and how he, you know, how that affected what he was writing. Um, which is great. If you haven't read it, there's, there's, um, there's all kinds of cool, um, uh, just tidbits on, on all of that. You should go read it. If you're, there's, there's a, there's PDF versions out there. If you go on the John Mayer Reddit thread, you can find the PDF version. If you, if you haven't gotten it in the mail, but, uh, he he talks about a couple things, but the the one thing I, I want to talk about mainly is this is this is a quote from Don Was. All right, the album holds together as an integrally integrally <laughs> unified piece, rather than being just a collection of singles. Are there some central themes that underscore this music? And then John gives a reason, give gives an answer. A unified piece of music <laughs> rather than a collection of singles. Making it see the way Don was and the way even the whole thing says is like this is like one thing that took place at one certain amount of time. How is that possible when you have three songs? One that was like written like three, possibly four years ago. <laughs> possibly. Like New Light is pro probably written four years ago. Released probably. three years ago. Yeah. And then you have Carry Me Away, which was written before the pandemic, two years, mm -hmm. pr actually two years ago, Carry Me Away, yeah. because he performed it when he was touring. You think about, you know. I was there. First the last tour it, yeah. was two years ago this summer mm -hmm. um, in the fall. So let's say a year and a half. And then you have, um, what's the other one? Ugh. Um, I guess I, I guess, just feel like. Yeah, I guess I just feel like, which was written maybe a year and a half ago also probably a year ago yeah before the pandemic it came it came before carry me yeah. away mm -hmm. it that came before carry me away okay so this yeah, song carry me away was the last old. one yeah the okay. last single so so i guess i just feel like it's 2 years old at least what is your take on this jeff that you no know, we've we've talked about a lot of people are talking about this three of these songs on sob rock are singles that he released beforehand. What I, do you think? I don't I don't know. I mean, New Light fits 
the sound uh, of the re- the retro sound that he's going for. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes. it's so old, though. Like, why would you dig <laughs> back in? Did you put tracing on this too, John? <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Um, oh. I mean, make the album you want, and it's not like we're gonna dislike this album. Of course not. We're John fans. Um, of course not. I, I I'm just, buying the I album. Feel, I feel so mixed about this because at least a majority of the songs are new. That's really cool. Um, I'm just I'm I'm confused. I'm just, I was very especially when there's only ten songs. Well, let's here. Like, let me, I want to like read. You. I, okay, so yeah. Haim, so Haim, when they released uh, "Women in Music Part 3, uh, which is. I think that's my favorite album from last year. So they released singles uh, all like from their second album to the third album. Um, they released singles the entire time. Uh, so um, what they did with the album was they, the album was like 12 or whatever, however many mm-hmm. new songs. And then at the end was like the five or four singles that they released. Yeah. As bonus tracks. Yeah. So why, can't you do that on a 10 album, 10 song album? I well, don't check know. Check this man. out. I'm going to read you John's response to this, to this. And let's just tell me what you think here. He says, well, I think the biggest reason it holds together like it does is because I didn't play the game. I usually do where I get 10 or 12 songs and then I try and keep writing to knock the weak ones out. I remember doing that on the search for everything. And though I love the songs on that album, you can hear the different life phases and intentions uh, beating against one another. This was about locking 10 vignettes. Is that how you say it? Vignettes? Vignettes. Vignettes. Mm -hmm. I I can't speak. And and that's your movie. Um, You want more? Make another movie. I have to tell you, that's the way to do it. What you hear is a straight shot from idea to fruition, and you can feel it when you listen. And I don't understand how that can be true when you have three songs that you wrote two years ago. (laughs) Does that make sense to you? I mean, does that feel like. I mean, am I being too judgmental about this? Like. Yeah, the justification that he gave doesn't really make sense. I understand. taking the taking the album and the songs and um applying taking those songs into this album and applying it to the concept of i want to transport us to a time that i wish we were in yeah. more or less <laughs> yeah i understand that but like oh my god dude with with this justification was like i don't know it didn't feel thorough enough he was certainly saying words in this explanation <laughs> Well, and here's the thing is it would make sense if those three songs weren't on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all talking about, oh, this is, this is like one thing that happened. No, it's not. Like seven of them are. I would love to be in the room with him and I assume him and Don made this decision. And they were like, well, what about the three songs we already did? Or that you already did, John. Yeah. What, what about those they three fit. songs? You can make them fit. But that's the thing is that. Do they, yeah, when, do they fit? Can when he you says here, it? when he says here, you get 212 songs and you keep trying to knock the weak ones out. That's, I feel like he did that in a sense. Like he was like, well, maybe I only have seven songs. So let's fill out the album with the old, the older things. I don't know. 
And he had another album that he scrapped. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. take some of those. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, whenever I saw that, I was very bummed. Yeah. More I'm disappointed glad he took, than I'm glad he I took, was. Uh, apparently, Carry Me Away uh, was the only one that had, uh, I mean, some extra unless, unless we'll it, find, right? we'll find out. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless they made some minor touches and mixing or whatever to New Light. And I guess I just feel like, but Carry Me Away, they, they did, uh, they did rework or they did yeah. some extra work on. Well, he, and he does talk about that. So he, he talks about how he felt like he didn't, um, he wasn't really finished before he released it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, was kind of his deal. Um, he says, I remember it being did on feel tour. haphazardly put together, but I kind of liked that quality of it. It was kind of like he that. made it in his bedroom a little bit. He, he mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't though, but it felt like he made it in his bedroom and was just like, yeah, just listen to this thing I made. And, and it felt kind of cool. And that it's not my favorite song, but it felt kind of cool in that regard. Well, it's, he basically says he, 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 he wrote that song and he just needed it to be released. He said, it made my bones itch to have it released as it was. But he says, now he says, I had a blast. I really caught a beautiful tune in that process, but it wasn't fully fleshed out. When it came time to make this album, I knew I could take that extra time I needed to make it great. And listening to it now is a remarkable experience. Same song, but it comes to you where you sit now instead of you leaning forward in your chair to find it. Johnism, right? <laughs> that's, that's a fun <laughs> I, line. But uh, I always knew that yeah. song was in there, and now everyone can hear it. So, hmm. possibly a reworked, let's say two point five new songs. I mean, two point five old songs because "Carry yeah. Me Away" is kind of reworked. But this one, "Carry Me Away," is like three seconds shorter than. <laughs> the t- so it's only three seconds longer. I was thinking, it's short. Oh, okay, man. cool. So you made it longer, and you made it. Oh yeah, sure yeah. You maybe the song no. is welcome in the space, and but no, it's three extra yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I that's the one thing about this, and it's a big thing. Let's not get me wrong. It's not like oh, there's this one song. No, there's three songs on there. That's almost, that's like a fourth of the songs, mm-hmm. almost a third of the songs. We've heard four really? of the songs already. That's so wild. Yeah, out of the ten, there's six others, yeah. and he does, and he goes in and he talks about um, two of them, which one is called "Why You Know Love Me." <laughs> okay, and he does talk I am, about. I am so confused about that title. I'm like, well, he is talks he about racist. It. What's going I on? I know, dude. That was my first thing, but he says whenever you hear the song, it makes sense. Okay, so that's what that is. He was almost giving a teaser, um, that when you hear it sung the way he sings it, it makes sense. There's a. I'm going to talk about Metallica two times on this on this thing. Then this is the first time. There's a song by Metallica where the lyrics go, "What don't kill you make you more strong." <laughs> and when you hear it sung, it sounds okay, but mm-hmm. then when you say it, you're like, "What don't kill you make you more strong." <laughs> that makes no grammatical sense. <laughs> but but when you hear it on the album, on the song, it kind of the way it flows makes it you don't really notice that it's not grammatically correct until you really think about it. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing like with this song, the way he sings it, it's just going to make more sense, I guess. But it's definitely a very strange title. Yeah. Why you 
Why you no love? It really me? stuck out to me. <laughs> why you no love me, John? Why? Why would you? Anyway, why would you no then... love me? <laughs> and then the second song he talks, they talk about, they uh, talk a little bit about it was a song called "Shot in the Dark," um, that was hard for them to figure out, and hmm. they said it was more difficult than the others for them to really flesh it out the way he saw it in his mind, and it took a long time for them to do. So those are two things. Go go check those out if you haven't read those. Um, but here's the other thing I want to talk about, Jeff, and you're going to have more experience with this than me. He talks about the way they recorded is uh, they played live with jo- with everybody yeah, playing live, I saw that, and then they recorded it that way. I, so I um, that's so rare. I mean, yeah, he it, says the band the band was playing live in a room while you played guitar mm-hmm. and sang. That's becoming increasingly rare these days. What are the benefits of recording that way as opposed to overdubbing overdubbing an instrument at a time? One instrument at a time. So, Jeff, you tell me. You talk a little bit about that, and then I'll give you my thoughts on that, too. Well, I mean, I have no choice but to overdub because it's just me and the producer. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't have the luxury of just being in a room with musicians and playing yeah. as a band. But, uh, dude, I wish. I wish I could record that way. That sounds amazing. What would be the benefit to you of recording that way versus you f- what you You, what you, you feel the music more because you're doing it together with other people. Okay. Whereas when it's you by yourself, you're in your head a lot. And you're like, maybe my friends or whatever, my bandmates are judging me mm-hmm. for not playing this part 100% accurate or whatever. You know, yeah. like you get a little more insecure when it's just you. Yeah. Uh, more or less. Um, uh, that's not 100% true for everybody. Like you could just be like, I'm killing this. But it's just constantly like retakes and stuff like that um, on certain parts. Um, and when you're live it's i mean it's live uh that's cool yeah. um there's yeah. there's no feeling like it so i i understand why he did it uh i'm just jealous <laughs> so here here here's my second time to talk about metallica is oh, because God. their their biggest album the black album was recorded in this fashion they'd never done it mm. before and they recorded um their basic tracks basically live together so they would all get in the room and they'd record everyone playing and then obviously you'd go after later right and do a i'm sure this is this happened with them too they'd have to oh we need to clean this up a little bit do one more take on this little section over here or you know what i mean but um for the most part the whole black album which is their biggest album ever um was recorded live and the reason the producer came in and said, uh, you've never captured the live feel of you guys on an album. The way your your concerts are versus the way the albums feel are different. And he was like, we want to get that live feel on an album. And they did it, and it became the most successful album. And it did take them eight months to record mm-hmm. live. So I, want, I, that, I don't know. I wonder if that is part of it, too, of why it took so long. Because you're working things out live. I don't know if that takes long. I don't know what would make that take longer. If you're working things out live. Um, as far as just, you know, well, I'm just by myself. or You're just. Well, if you're doing it in one take, then you have to get it right. Everybody in the van has to get it yeah. right. And if you mess. Yeah. So every take. Oh, I messed that part up. We all got to go back and start it over. Yeah. It's not like, or we got to start from the section. It's not like you can just, yeah. oh, we'll, we'll just c- copy and paste that. I imagine that being <laughs> you know? very difficult. For yeah. sure. But once you get it, mm-hmm. it's gold, right? I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that maybe that's what took so long. But um, 
He said, nothing. this is just a quote from John. Nothing is better than all playing as a band. Uh, you're in there in the live room with your shoes off, sitting in that chair with headphones on, and you're, stro- you're strolling around in each take of the song. Nobody will quite understand what you bring to a song unless they were there. They, uh, they were to see you do it. It's lovely. You inhabit the music along with the musicians. And when the take is over, you give your report on what you saw and how it felt. It's always right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm excited. You know, for their being, for them recording it live. There's a lot of that guy. I mean, that Greg guy must be amazing. Mm-hmm. For yeah. him to be able to play this stuff like in a live takes, like it's yeah. not like oh I'm, I'm adding these different things. And that's the other thing is that like is that if they're playing it live, they can really make it sound like the album live. Does that yeah. make sense? It's true. Like it's true. It's like okay, no, you know, I don't. There's ha- not a whole lot you have to stress stress about replicating. Like I can't right. replicate that live. It's yeah whatever there's a horn section and i i don't use horns live or whatever yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. there's nothing ridiculous you have to worry about when you do yeah. it li- when you do it with a band so the last thing uh he, i wanted to talk about which was kind of cool is he said that um after christmas it like it got bad like the covid got worse in their area i guess mm-hmm. and um they wouldn't they weren't going to go back into the studio it was too risky so it says they went back to Montana and set up basically a control room in the in John's backyard and finished the album at his house. Wow, that's cool. And um it's super cool. Yeah, you read about it and he says that he was doing like vocals for one of the songs uh called Wild Blue and he says there's a line that says on a bed of gray and he said, that's me looking over at my bed with a gray comforter on it. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought that, that that's pretty cool. So, yeah. So they were, they finished it there. And um, then it was done, I guess, by the by the beginning of the year. And that's when he started sending it to all his friends and not letting anyone know that, <laughs> that it was done. He just kind of yeah. sat on it. Uh, so that's – I just think – the songs that are written during this pandemic, not just from John, but from all artists Mm -hmm. are going to be so interesting and such a, it's going to like in the catalog of a musician, like let's say for 20 years, right? We look back in 20 years and we look at the artists that we love and the albums they put out around this time. I wonder what, like if we're going to be able to see it in the lyrics, you know what I mean? Like we're going to be you able will, to see the time. I can already answer rem- that on a personal level. I mean, I my I acoustic my acoustic EP that has four songs on it. Uh, you can go listen to it, everybody. It's acoustic isolation. Acoustic uh, isolation. So, yeah, same theme of it. Uh, it's four. There's four songs on it. One of them is called "My Only Friends," and it's about this idea of you being stuck at home in your own head, mm-hmm. and you think everybody else is kind of on the same mind space as you. Yeah. So when you try to message them, cause that's the only way you can contact people uh, when you're locked down, when you try to message them and you don't get a reply, you're like, what the heck, man? You know, it's like, it's kind of <laughs> like you're in your head about it. So my, my lyrics specifically reference, you know, I'm, I'm home alone because science tells us that's where you're safe. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. paraphrasing, but my lyrics 
explicitly referenced the pandemic. So when you look back at that five years from now, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember that? Like, I just I wanted at least one song with that idea in it. Well, I like what he said here. He said, uh, as much as I would like to take some stand on it not being an 80s album, (laughs) Sob Rock is a period piece is what he says. And he says, why not? He said, time and place cease to be for an entire year. Why not pick your favorite to hide out in? Yeah. And find ways to laugh and smile and possibly feel like you're making a little mischief. And quite honestly, make art that you dreamed of making when you were a kid. Why not Why not make mischief in that entire year that went missing with songs that we made four years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, we're just giving John a hard time. Uh, it, they they you, might if, blend well together. Who knows? If you listen to this podcast, you know that we love John Mayer. We are mm-hmm. John Mayer fans through and through. Uh, we defend, I mean, I, I will defend your body as a wonderland. I will defend daughters. You know what I mean? Like now, Jeff, one of the reasons people like our podcast you mentioned was that because we're even handed, we're not just like, mm-hmm. Oh, everything John does is amazing. <laughs> we we <laughs> yeah. come through and we give our honest opinion on some songs. And that's, I think one of the reasons people, you said, listen to our podcast. Yeah, people we're not just like, and they're like, oh, this is going to be so good. Here's why John had to do that is because this, 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 and this. And it makes perfect sense why he would put these three yeah. songs on here. I'm sitting here saying, I don't, I don't get it. I think there's. Yeah. Re- yeah it's it, so I, I sit there and I go, you had a whole album of other songs. <laughs> yeah. And you you're freaking, and you're freaking you John yeah. Mayer. Yeah. Who is a is a professional, amazing songwriter? You're telling me you can't write three more songs for this album? <laughs> I mean, heck, man, I'll write them, put them on there for you. Jeez. And again, he has his reasons. I get it. I'm buying the album. I can't wait to listen to it. I can't. I you know I, I pre-ordered I two different versions of it today. Um, we love John Mayer. But I was bummed when when hearing that, and yeah. we're we're not alone. I mean, no, yeah, that's yeah. Um, There's a lot of people. I think who at least a lot that. of the people in his in his Reddit pages and Facebook pages, you know, the the diehard fans. There's a I don't want to say even split. I think it's a little bit, a little bit majority, a little bit are yeah. not thrilled. Like that, not that everybody hates it, but they're just like kind of like oh. Yeah, it's like us. Like we're just like, oh, yeah. really? Okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. those other seven songs better be freaking bangers, man. <laughs> I just don't you. because <laughs> the pressure's on. <laughs> well, we have hey, we have one, and remember this is when, a good one. when one of his uh, either producer friends or something like that said that this is John's masterpiece. I just thought that was yeah. funny. As soon as I saw that it had three old songs on it, I was like, oh, it's still his masterpiece. Oh my gosh, right? this is the best thing he's ever put out. It's better than Continuum. <laughs> Like, uh, it's got carry me away on it. It can't be better. I guess you could the make worst... the same argument when gravity got put on continuum. I guess you could make the same argument. Okay. You know what? But that Fair song point. was only a year Fair old. Fair point. Gravity and vultures. Fair point right there. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. That, are, that, you know what? I didn't even think about like, that. I, I don't know. Those about songs that. were on a different playing field, uh, compared to, uh, well, yeah. To, to carry me. <laughs> uh, that, this is what I was about to say. I was about to say the worst song on Continuum in my mind is better than Carry Me Away. 
I, I agree with that. I don't yeah, even know wor- what the worst song. What? Find another you? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, probably. Yeah. In repair, maybe. Maybe in repair. Yeah. Yeah. Even that's though we better, like that yeah. song musically speaking, I mean, oh, there's yeah. so much happening. Again, musically. when I say worst song, I say the weakest song, mm-hmm. and it's like an eight. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the it's weakest still, yeah. song on Continuum is an eight out of ten. Yeah. Easily. Carry me away maybe, is like yeah. a Carry me away for me is like a five or something. Yeah, it's a five know. or six. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's okay. It's fine. It comes but and goes. It carries you away. Yeah, it's like Karma Chameleon. <laughs> you know, uh, it comes well, and goes. What? Karma, 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 karma. Oh, the go. lyrics. Oh, my okay. Gosh. All right. <laughs> I thought you were saying <laughs> it's like a minute long or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it comes and goes. Um, so, well, I guess that's really it. We is there anything yeah. else to talk about? In the, well, the, the other mm. song titles. Uh, yeah, let's matter. go through that. Go uh, go through that. So first for, opens with "Last Train Home." Good call. Uh, shouldn't matter, but it does. He previewed on TikTok, and I actually uh, was very struck by the lyrics. And how I love that lyric. Good, those are. Well, I I, um, I love that title. Yeah, that title's he, so good. He, lyrically, he's t- he's like should have done something, should have mm-hmm. done da da da, and then it he ends talks with, about that matter, one, but it does. And I I think the lyrics are gonna kind of uh, floor us a little bit on that one. No pressure. Yeah. He uh, talks but, a little uh, bit about that in the yeah. in the zine. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the zine the zine. Uh, new yeah. light is after that. After that, uh, and then after that is why you no love me. Why you no? Why you no love me? I feel like that's like a Pepe, so weird. like a like a Pepe meme. You know the frog. Yeah. They're like why you no love me? Isn't there? Isn't there a, a meme that says like why you know something? Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. And why? Like, it's like the letter Y. Yeah. Why, why you, know, you know? In the letter U, and then no, yeah. and then it's like a dude's crying face or something like yeah, that. It's like a horribly like drawn face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally know what you're talking about. Why Wild you know Blue, uh, Wild Blue is track five. Uh, that one he did preview on TikTok as well, and I really like the vibe of that song. That one had a cool like, um, I, I can't describe it. Uh, it. The beat of it, the rhythm of it, kind of reminded me of uh, the time of the season. Uh, what's your name? Who's your daddy? That type of stuff. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit, minus the okay. ah, part uh that that sounded really cool um so yeah then uh track six is shot in the dark i he's i think he's played it at controlled danger already i think he's played that one oh we we didn't talk about that he played with dave uh yeah dave Chappelle last week yeah he did well he's played a couple times actually because shot in the dark he's played before i don't remember if it was a dave Chappelle gig but he's definitely played it before because people that were there talked about it and said it was good, but they, you know, they didn't say much else. They could, mm-hmm. they couldn't remember any of the lyrics. They were just like, I yeah. don't know. Shot in the dark. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guess it just feel like it's after that. Uh, till the right one comes. I think he's played that one as well. Uh, and, and I heard that was good. Uh, carry me away is after that. Then the ending is all I want is to be with you. And apparently he did play this on an Instagram live, but he didn't really announce it as a, here's a new song. It was just a random IG live. He played mm. it. And is it fans, out there? It might, you could probably find it somewhere, but like the fans on like Reddit and Facebook just, I mean, loved it. Rightfully so. It was, the lyrics were great. The the melody was just very melancholic and, and like just great. Uh, yeah. So I, that's probably going to be a good heart tugger of an ending. Uh, nice. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait for all this, man. Even though it's yeah. you know, three songs we know, I still can't no, wait for the full package it, together. so excited. I mean, yeah. super, super excited about you know the 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 cassette the vinyl the songs all the marketing cool stuff let's mm-hmm. hope there's a volume two 
that comes <laughs> out. You know, that would be. Super I, I cool. would love for him every release after the search for everything to put part one on every single release, and everybody's going to be like, <laughs> "Why? Why does it say part? Oh, it's a yeah. joke because he never releases yeah. a part two. It's like History of the yeah. World Part One, that movie where there's never a part. Yeah, a part, two. No part two. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess that's it. Uh, we uh, have kind of talked about all those things. I mean, that was a good episode. Um, good link there. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on Sobrock out there? Are you excited? Uh, what What do you think about our thoughts? What do I'm you sure think about some the artwork? That are still uh, not fond of the uh, title. I think they still exist out there. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a strange title. Uh, yeah. What he said about it. I remember what he said here. I'll read. Everybody will get used let's to let's it. end get with this. Everybody. Let's end what he, with what he said about Sabrock. Because the last question he asked, oh yeah, one other thing. Why did you call the album Sabrock? And he says, lots of little reasons. But the one I feel like explaining at the moment is that if you were to average out the names of my past albums, this is such a John explanation, by the way. <laughs> Aren't they all? If you were if you were to average out the names of my past albums and suppose the name of the next one I put out, Sobrock throws it way out of whack. And that just tickles me and makes me feel like maybe there's a lot more new ground to go looking for from here. Yeah. If his album titles get way sillier after this, I would be all for it. Yeah. yeah if I'm yeah. honest, that would be really funny. Uh Yeah, I get so. it. I get it. It's unpredictable. Yeah, so let us know your thoughts. My stupid podcast show at gmail.com, or you can find us on socials and all those things. But uh, the best way to do it is the the email account, and we'll, we'd love to read your thoughts and read those on the show. Um, go follow us on all the socials, as we mentioned. Uh, leave a positive review. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe. All those good things. And we will see you soon with more episodes. And uh, we're looking forward to the next, gosh, I guess the next month or so as we get yeah. as more stuff comes out about the album. So for sure. Um, take care guys. We'll, we will talk to y'all soon. Uh, have a great week.